In this episode, you'll discover how Baraka went from being a warehouse worker to running a six-figure sales and marketing company, a powerful perception change on how you can deal with rejection in business, and the one secret you can use to blow up your social media now. Come on, come on, let's have it! Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast with your hosts, Callum Webber and Jacob Ingengore. If someone does this one, trust me, we're going to get our 100 million followers on TikTok. That's it. That's it. Here we are then. So we're back with the Freedom Lifestyle podcast. So I am so, so excited about this one. We're going to be talking a lot today about the benefits of social media, but we're also going to be talking a lot about the negatives of social media. And we have got the perfect guest to talk to about it because he's actually, he blew up on TikTok. He's got over 100,000 followers on TikTok. However, he's actually completely gone off all social media now, so I can't wait to get some incredible value for the Freedom Lifestyle listeners today, Baraka. So I'm going to throw it straight over to you, Baraka. What a sick name, by the way. (laughs) And um, give a bit of context to the Freedom Lifestyle listeners, like flip it back to like your entrepreneurial journey, like where it all began really, mate. Yeah, so basically, obviously, my name is Baraka. Well, a lot of people know me as uh, Drippy AB1, AB1. So how, how it all started, um, well, I was in a warehouse. I'm doing my thing. I was obviously um, like 18. I'm, I'm in a warehouse. I went to like obviously different warehouses in Manchester. I think every single warehouse in Manchester, I think I've touched it. Cool. I'm, I'm active like that. I was the hardest worker in there. So I'm doing my thing. But then something happened. They call it COVID. So COVID happened and everyone's at home. And what do you do when you're at home? You kind of, you know, stick on, you know, your social media stuff. And, you, you know, this what this what I was already blew up on social media already. So I was already doing social media before I started entrepreneurship. I was just doing it as fun. I was a comedian. I was doing pranks. I was going in town, prank people. You know, police comes and I was getting millions of views and doing pranks, 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 hey, hey, hey. Then that was not fulfilling for myself. I was not feel, I didn't feel like every time when I was just, I prank someone. And like, yeah, we joke some fun and fun. We laugh, we laugh, we joke. But then I go home, I'm like, bro, what do I actually do today? Like, that, what do I... I was like, nah, this is bullshit, bro. I don't even feel good, bro. I'm just trolling people for jokes. And you get, you know, could get people laughing on social media. is nice, but they forget you straight away. And you like... And you just carry on with your life and it's just bullshit life. Cool. And I was like, yeah, fuck that. So I was just researching online. I'm on YouTube. I'm doing my thing. Then this one person came up, and his name uh, his name came up, and he was called um, Samuel Leeds. Uh, I, I watched yeah, his I video. Yeah, I watched his video, and I was like, "Yeah, sick guy. I like him. Uh, property. I, I followed him. I was like, yeah, property. Yeah, that, that seems like a good thing. I liked him. Then I, I was keep on going into the rabbit hole. I'm going all deep, all deep. I'm literally, you know, going crazy. Then I found this one guy called Patrick Bay Davis. And this guy was just, like, the guy that just turned everything, like, turned me into some the, the person I am today. Even I got a picture of him in my room, like, a big picture of him in my room. And every time I wake up, I look at him, I'm like, I'm going to meet you one day. And because he runs a sales, uh, my, a sales office, right? And I was like, nah, I want to run a sales office as well. So what I did, I was, I, while I was in the warehouse, I was literally on a forklift right now. I'm literally driving the forklift. I have my AirPods in and I'm listening to a PBD podcast. You know, I'm listening to Value Taming. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I want to get in sales right now. And guess what I did straight away? I quit. 
quit. I didn't return in that warehouse again. And 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 I went to meet Samuel Leeds. Um, I don't know how, but it was so easy. It was so easy for me to get in contact with Samuel Leeds for some reason, because he had a big following. Oh, I realized because I, I had 100k on social media. That's right. So it was easy access. You see, you know, I think you know once you have big numbers, leverage you can leverage all that sort of stuff. Cool. And I got in contact with him. I went to his, um, you know, uh, his uh, crack, 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 cash course. I went there, you know, took a couple of pictures. I wasn't really interested in property, but I just wanted to see how he sells his uh, his course, how he sells his, uh, you know, his, his structure, how he structured that whole six-hour crash course to the point where people buy two, three K courses at the very end. And I was like, yo, this guy is sick, bro. Like, because we was there the whole six hours. But then I realized after I left, I was like, no way that was a sale pitch, bro. Because he was going off, telling us, you know, teaching, teaching and training, creating the greed in it of like someone wants to, I want to, then creating someone like, yes, I want to get in it right now. Like showing us the things that you can do for whole six hours. And at the very end, he goes, I'm actually selling a course right there. And there's unlimited amount of paper for the person that runs and gets us paper will be able to buy this course off right now and everyone just rose and get the papers and sign and pay 2k right there on the spot then i left i was like yo this is sick bro the fact that <laughs> actually gave us the whole pitch for five hours to get us to spend 2k and for us to get into that course crash course it cost us one pound for him so it cost like just you, you spend one pound to get in and you spend 2k at the end of it Bro, I was like, nah, this is some sick sales technique, bro. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely getting sales. So what I did, I went and uh, started researching, 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 and I got a sales job. Uh, that was events, and I did, I did quite well. Uh, I was like, nah, I don't want to do events. I actually want to do something different. I want to do door-to-door. So I went to door-to-door, res- uh, you know, residential marketing platform. So I, yeah, I just went crazy. That's when I met Ro. I met Ro. connected. Yeah, and that's that's how we connected, and that's why we're here. So now, you know, fast forward, you know, I'm here. I run my own sales and marketing company. Uh, you know, on track to do the more sales this week. To be fair, because like the people that like, we've doubled in size, we've done a lot of things uh, ever since I've been off social media because I don't show it still. And yeah, so now fast forward track. I'm here. I'm doing my thing. But obviously, there's way more things we're gonna be doing soon. But yeah, man. Love that, bro. Love that. And like, I kind of relate to you as well. Like, I mean, I only worked in a warehouse for eight weeks um, at Amazon, but I was doing the same as I was doing the same as you when I was packing boxes. I was listening to podcasts like the whole day. You know, I was just consuming positive information. I was writing my goals. I was writing my massive goals down, even though I was only earning ten pound an hour packing boxes. (laughs) You've got to get in that mindset. Before you, before you can leave. And obviously you had, you had a similar experience to me. So obviously let's flip back to obviously me and you connected, obviously to the listeners, a guy called Roll is absolutely killing the door knocking game in the UK. Like he's building an empire in in the UK. He's building it, bro. I like (laughs) that. I can't, I can't wait to get him on the Freedom Lifestyle podcast. He's got so much knowledge to share. He's in his twenties and you know, he's he's a millionaire already in his, in his twenties. Absolutely smashing it smashing it smashing it so let's let's flip back to when you were working for roll on the streets door knocking like 
how did you find door knocking and like what was like your your biggest lesson you learned from actually hitting the streets and door knocking in, in Manchester? I thought like, you know, my first perception when I went to like my first first ever day we I it was just it was so like uh, like ridiculously easy I would say, but because the person that I went out there with, he just he did six sales and I was watching, I was like no way this is real, bro. He did six sales just right there and watching. I'm like, this is bullshit. 100% commission, door-to-door, he's raining, he's doing, you know. And he does six sales. And I was like, yo, if this guy can do it, if this guy can do it, he's never been in a warehouse before. He's never stacked. He never pick and pack before. And he's just, he's just talks. If he can do it, then, then I can do it easily, easily. So then obviously I gave you another day. Second day I did... I did zero, <laughs> you know. Third day I did one, and that's the journey started. Then I, I got, then I met Ro, started networking with him. Then I started picking up, started picking up on the sales side. You know, got promoted to the to leadership. Start training people, start developing people. You know, training people to leadership. You know, going on road trips, doing all that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, start doing ten sales a day, fifteen like sales every single day, like four, seven. Like sales was like nothing. It was just coming in. It was just coming in, and like I felt like, you know, like a salesperson. You know, like white gold, bro. You watch yeah, white yeah, gold. yeah. Yes, bro. Yes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so every time I wake up, bro, I'm doing the dance, bro. I used to play those like, that little song. Ding, ding, ding. Mate, eight, bro. eight. When you listen to eighties music, it bro. gets you right in the mood for bro. sales, doesn't it? Trust me, bro. <laughs> I used to listen to those music. White Gold. Big... If if you haven't watched that TV White series, gold. go and watch White Gold. It's fucking. It's it's it's, it's especially if you're in the sales industry. It's, it's comedy. It's comedy gold, but so relatable um, at the same time. So, so gone. I was gonna say, what what was your biggest lesson from from hitting the streets and and, and door knocking? Yeah. So what I learned is that like the people that you see out there, like literally the people, because I met people that I see in town and the the rocking Balenciagas, the rocking all these sort of things. Uh, I, I see, I, I just, I learned that a lot of people will do everything for the people outside their houses, but they'll do nothing in, for their houses. Like, because the houses that I went to, bro, like, they are broke, bro. A lot of people are broke. Yeah, broke. it opened your eyes up. It opened your eyes broke. up. Literally, my eyes were open, bro. I'm, look, I'm yeah. looking at this door, yeah. I see a nice, beautiful girl opens. I look inside the house, I'm like, fucking clean this house at least, man. What the fuck? Call the gardens at least, bro. Like, do something to this house. Like, let's clean the windows. Pay, pay three pounds so someone can clean your windows. But this one person, like, literally, you'll see them in the street with Balenciagas, with nice top, with nice things. And you'll think they live in a mansion. But when you knock in the house, it's like a, you know, like council state. And you're like, no way people actually live there. Most of the houses that I knocked on, I was like, there's no way that people actually live in this house. Because as soon as they open the door, you get that smell and you're like, yo, bro, what the fuck, bro? And you carry on pitching. And that's, the, that's one thing I learned. I learned that a lot of people are able, people will take care of how they look outside their house, but they will never take care of their own house as well. Powerful. That made me, that, that made me then reflect on... When I was out, uh, I was uh, selling solar panels and, and batteries for two years in the UK during during a lockdown. When I 
I obviously was at Amazon for eight weeks, saved up money to go Bali, but to one way flight that got cancelled. So I used, I invested my money that I was going to use to Bali into a Grant Cardone sales course for a year. And then I got back in, I got back into high ticket sales job uh, with with selling solar. But I really relate to what you said that, that really, that job really opened my eyes to, to, to different, I, I, you know, I've been in hundreds of people's homes for like over an hour at a time now. And, you know, I've, I've seen some, I've seen some things that has made me really understand like, wow, some, some people do really live it, live it differently. And it's like what you mentioned, like, even if you're not the wealthiest person in the world and you, you know, you can't, you you can't afford to live in a, a lavish lifestyle, you know, at least having that a clean home, a clean environment, you know, is, is taking care of yourself. So, yeah, that that's a that's a huge, huge lesson. So, bro, that's one thing I learned, bro. And that one is like, even till now, bro. If I was to go in any area, I go to knock on the person that's gonna open that door. She's like, uh, like a guy or a girl or a kid or dad or uncle, whoever it is. It's probably most likely to look way better than his house, like. Some people say take care, take care of your house, then take care of um, obviously then the next thing, whatever. But now it's like it's more of like, nah, take care of your, you know, of your shirts and what you wear, then don't take care of your house because when you look in the day, when, back in the days, bro, what's one thing? What's one thing that America is known for, bro? Well, in, in, America's known for. Yeah, when someone wants to go to America, what's what's the thing? I want to be living a American. American dream. That's it. What is the dream, bro? Well, a lot of it's middle class. Exactly, right? Well, the dream is basically owning a house, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Once you own a house, you're living the American dream. But I think in the UK, <laughs> it's the opposite way, bro. It's like the people that have houses, they don't really take care of it. And that's one thing I realized because I always felt like, even my mom, when she used to tell me like, bro, clean your room, clean that, like, I used to always try and clean my room, clean the bedroom, clean the, the you know, cut the grass and all that sort of stuff. Because I always felt like everyone do it. I always felt like, yo, my house is the dirtiest house in the UK. Until I went out there knocking on doors, bro. And I came back home, I was like, bro, mom, we have the cleanest house in this in this UK, bro. We have, literally, our house is best. Because, like, when you're out there, people... And that's one thing as well. People are most likely to just take care of what people, other people see, but they never take care of what people don't actually see. And I think the most important thing in your life is what people don't see. And that is your house. You live in there, like you sleep in there, you eat in there, and you do everything. You even have sex in there. Like that's even, like you need to take care of it. Like it's crazy. And that's normal. And that's on social media as well, bro. Like I was about to say, that kind of links to social media. Like, you know, you on social media, you mainly like see like the best bits of people's day, you know, and yeah. that's like people then think that's a reflection of their whole life. Like even if they are like, you know, posting videos and photos of like amazing villas, like mad cars, like yeah. crazy experiences, you don't know what's going on internally, like for anyone, you know, you could be the wealthiest person in the world, but you could be severely depressed or suicidal. That's it. You, you know? And that's one thing that, that nobody actually sees do suicidal or mental health. No one sees that, but everyone sees the physical side, but a lot of people take care of what people see. And that's one thing that is killing all the men, the guys, you know, suicidals going up, all this shit. Because we we take care of what people see all the time, but we never actually take care of what we 
go through you know, what we see all the time, like our internal shit, like mental health. No one sees your mental health, but everyone can see your sex pack. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you you, you would yeah. obviously want to have that six pack in it, but you wouldn't want to fix something that might kill you. It's like that even in life, every everywhere, every time. Because every time when I watch a day to like a day in life of an entrepreneur or a day in life of a successful business owner, all those names, bro. These guys, obviously, some of them I know them personally, yeah. But when you look at day in life, it's it's usually like cars, fancy cars, Ubers here and there. But then when you look at the normal everyday life, it's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? But it's not the same as the video. And that is what I realized when I started knocking on doors is that every single thing that you see, it's not just social media that people show it on. It's even real life as well. Like people will dress nice when they go to town and do all that sort of stuff. Or will talk nice and all that sort of stuff. But when you go to where they live, where they spend most of the time, where they spend all the life on, it's not as present as as you would expect. Yeah, and that goes on for like for every single person. I'm with cool. you. I'm I'm with you. And also um, as well, in terms of obviously flipping back to you're out on the streets door knocking. Like I had a, seri- uh, a similar experience. It wasn't in England, but you know I was door knocking hotels in Mallorca, selling boat parties, pool parties. I was on the street selling tickets, and one of the biggest lessons it learned it. I learned from doing that for, well, I've done it for four summers, is learning how to how to accept rejection. And obviously you done door knocking, like, you know, especially in England, you, you probably you probably had loads of doors slammed in your face, <laughs> people telling you to fuck off, things like that. Like, how important do you think um, learning how to accept rejection is for becoming a, a business owner? I mean, that's like, like every single day we go through rejection, like, if, if if like today, I think you've been rejected like a few times today. Myself, I think I've been rejected like a hundred times today. You know, you missing the bus is you got rejected. If someone scores past your picture and they didn't double tap, then you got rejected. If they didn't comment, then you got rejected. You posted a video, it didn't get hundreds of mil- millions of views, then you've been rejected by hundreds and hundreds of millions of people that didn't want to see your video. And every single thing in life is we like we like you get rejected. But also, for you to actually feel better by it, then you have to realize that you do it as well. You reject people as well. And that's one thing that I realized, like, shit, like, it's not that bad because I reject people as well. Because if someone was to knock on my door, I reject them. Me walking into the shop and I didn't buy anything, I'm rejecting what they're, actually, they're offering me. Even though they had hundreds of things in that shop and I didn't buy one thing, then shit, I rejected every offer that they, every, every single thing that they went to the manufacturer to buy, I rejected it. Cool. If I've I never go, heard that, never heard that before. Yeah, so it's like never. it's the thing where like you reject everything, and that's why I teach my guys like you know if a boy texts you and you didn't you didn't you didn't reply to that boy, then you rejected him. So don't be bad, don't feel bad if someone else does the same to you. And it's, that's what I've learned so far, and to the point where when someone rejects me, I'm like it's fine, but I do it as well because when someone calls me and I don't pick up, that's a form of rejection. If if I'm going and I wasn't nice I didn't smile to someone that smiled at me that's a form of rejection and every single thing is reject like we reject every time every single time we reject people because if I go on social media right now and I didn't like everything I've seen then I rejected most of the people there so if I don't if that's, I, some, that's some absolute gold, some absolute white gold. But let's uh, let's okay. flip over. <laughs> let's... Bro, that is, that is just, bro, I don't know, but it just comes out, bro. It's like, 
Shit, bro. Like, what the fuck? I don't even know, bro. Let's uh, let's fl- let's flip over now onto social media. So obviously, you know, you've had over, you've had, you've gone, had loads of uh, videos gone viral. You've had over a hundred k on TikTok. You, you know, you smashed the game on the reels. You've been on YouTube. You smashed YouTube. Like, what was just, what was your like, what, what was your secret, your secret sauce for for blowing up um, TikTok? If someone does this one, they'll. I, I guarantee you guys. When I come back on social media, yeah. Trust me, we're gonna get our hundred million followers on TikTok. That's it. That's it. It's one. There's this one system that I discovered. I didn't know. I seen it from one person. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did a video, and he made a mistake on something. Yeah, and and that video just went viral because he made a mistake. And that's all my video. If you check all my videos on TikTok, yeah. If you go back, all the videos that went viral, bro. It's it's a. Uh, um, it's an obvious mistake that I made. So, because people, like, when you look at people, every single person likes to think that they know everything. Cool? So, if you act stupid and and think that you're not acting stupid, everyone, people want to correct you. People want to be like, oh, fucking idiot, what the fuck? Yeah, boy? yeah, like, yeah. People always want to correct because everyone thinks that they are better than everyone else, right? So, and on TikTok, it's all about engagement. If you can get the most engagement, the most like, the most comments, you're going to go viral, right? Cool. If people are watching your video multiple times and repeating it, and TikTok algorithm will be like, cool, we want... The main reason why TikTok is, exists is because they want people to be on the app for long because they make more money when people are on the app. And if people are watching your video three, four, five times on repeat, trying to, trying to correct you or trying to understand why the fuck you made a stupid mistake, then TikTok will send that video everywhere. And that's one thing I did as every single video is either I commented um, something wrong or in the video I said something stupid. Then that just one of like, like, oh, shit, what the fuck did he say? Like, Play that again. Play that again. Oh, I don't even understand this. Play that again. Then that just goes viral. Wow. I, I, I heard Grant Cardone say that whenever, if you do a spelling mistake, then loads of people are going to comment. Like, if you make mistakes, then people yes. are going to comment. And you've took that philosophy and you've, you've put it into your social media strategy. And That's it, it. clearly works. So do you intentionally try to make a mistake in your caption, yes. in your video, every single video? That's it, bro. Even if you check on my Instagram videos, I'm like, I know, I, obviously I script my video. I'm like, I want to give, I want to make a video about this. But then I'm like, hmm, what's one thing that everyone knows that I should say wrong? Then I just say that wrong. And everyone's <laughs> going to correct something. Because if I say something wrong that nobody knows, then they're not going to correct what they don't know, right? But I say something that they know. If I was talking about McDonald's, shit, I'm going to probably take, say something that every single person knows about McDonald's, wrong. Probably going to spell the name wrong. Or probably going to put the, lo- the wrong logo and pull like, let's talk about McDonald's, then the logo shows up is uh, KFC. Yeah. And people coming down and be like, what the fuck, bro? This is not McDonald's. Ah! That's engagement for me, so I'm like... That's yeah. fucking class. Let me ask you a question. In terms of, obviously, you know, clearly every every video you've intentionally gone wrong. Like, over the time, like, on social media, you get loads of trolls, you get loads of people, like, commenting yeah, shit, like things those. like that. How yeah. how has that affected, like, your, your mental health or have you been able to just accept it for what it is and just not even look at it? I can't lie to you. When I first died, bro, like, it was heavy... Like, you know, because when you first start, you post a video and you're like, yes, uh, you you want to get a dopamine hit where you, you want something back in it when you post it and you want to receive the feeling good factor. 
So when you post a video, you want to get more views, then you feel good. You want to get more comments, and you feel good. And you want to get all that, then you feel it's like a, it's like a charitable type of thing, isn't it? Yeah. So, but then, obviously, when you first start, well, when I first started, I post a video, and when I get stupid, like, I sometimes I delete comments, uh, like, people, like, you know, racist stuff, go off, go off. And I can't, like, it was touching me all the time, right? Then I asked myself this question. I was like, okay, cool. What's, what's the most, like, what, what could go wrong right now? I'm like, yeah, if they're coming, they're going to come for me. They're going to do this. They're going to do this. And I spoke to myself. I was like, am I happy if these people coming back stuff on my videos? And I was like, um, kind of. Uh, um, so would that make me stop posting more videos? And I was like, no. Okay, then why do I really care if it's not going to stop me posting more videos? Then I just carry on posting. But then I, I was listening to this rapper called um, Little Baby. Obviously, you guys you probably yeah, know yeah. Little Baby. And he did, it was one of his lyrics was like, uh, you know, like he, he, he doesn't, he doesn't read comments, something, something like I don't read no comments. And I was like, bro, that is sick, bro. Apparently he makes money from people writing his comments, even though he doesn't read it. I'm like, yo, this is sick. Like, I'm not sure, like some lyrics, he made the lyrics and he said, you know, I don't read, I post, I make more money from comments, even though I don't read it. I was like, yo. This is sick. And ever since, I just don't read comments. I post my video, I don't read comments. Unless, well, sometimes I do, but when I do, I, I have, like, literally, I have no, no, nothing to do with it. I just do it so I can reply to people. But then, that was when I first started on YouTube, right? Cool, that was YouTube. But when I started on TikTok, you realize that you get more comments, a lot of comments, a lot of likes, and a lot of views very quickly. Cool. So you you have like like as soon as you open your your, your TikTok app, you see like you, you gotta go through that. You know what I mean? Then I realized that like you know after I start making that trick mistake, so for people can comment, then it just makes sense for me to like to make people comment because I want them to comment by stuff. Because I remember my most viewed video, what well, a video that was stagnant for very long that blew up because it blew up because of comments. Because I, 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 I intentionally, I always try to start arguments under my videos. If you go through all the videos that went viral, there's always someone fighting someone else. I always make an argument so people can fight each other. Because on TikTok, it's more about like, you know, people want, people want entertainment. And they, they come to TikTok to get entertained. Because, but obviously, positive entertainment is never as good as bad a bad ne- uh, negative entertainment. It's so it's so mad that that's the way the world works. Exactly, isn't it? Like I don't get it. If if you're coming on good picture, like if you see a video yeah of a fat girl dancing yeah, first thing in your mind is you want to see who's coming bad stuff, bro. Like that's it. It's always like that. You always want like, yo, bro. You like you you, see, you think something stupid in your mind and you're like, oh, yo, who comment this? And you find you try to find that comment. Then you see other people fighting. Then you put your opinion. Then someone fight your opinion. Then and that video just blew up. And it's weird how people always want to see bad things on everyone else's things. And that's one thing I always try to create. Like all my most my most viewed videos, if you look under the comments, there's arguments in there. And I created it. It's either I said something wrong in the video and someone argued about it. And someone else started arguing about it. And they start arguing together and start threatening each other. And that just creates more engagement and goes viral. Or... I started the arguments. I commented something stupid, and someone replied, and someone else replied on it, and someone else replied on it, and someone else is like, oh, I mean this. I meant to say this. 
oh fucking stupid move that now everyone's coming then i'm coming back to you know the gas it up because i remember when i was in high school i used to be known of uh, a person that used to gas fight like you know when people are about to fight i used to be the person that gas things up like yeah he said well he said he's gonna fuck your mom bro go bang it you know like i used to be that person in it so i go back on the comments when these people already arguing then i say something to fire it up again then they go out again new people come in new people come in like and it becomes a thing that goes on and goes on and goes on and now that just goes viral and i'm like yes bro i got what i want and that was my trick, innit? And obviously, if I come back on TikTok, I'm, obviously now I'm thinking, because before it was more of like a different type of content I used to do. But now it's business content. I always want to give real shit. I don't want to make something wrong because it's like that. Now I'm just thinking, obviously, I bought a new book, innit? No, but the whole book is just for content. We've got like 52 contents already here. And I know for sure one of these is going to get us millions of views. That's it. Love that, love that. So in terms of obviously you've made the decision now to actually go off social media for six months. Let's talk a bit about that. Like what what are your reasons for doing that and how do you feel now you've come off social media? Yeah, well, the re- the reason of doing it, first of all, was um, obviously because I've been on content for like since I was 13. Uh, I started content, like literally, you know, when Grand Tatado comes out, when people used to make videos about football, you know, Momo FIFA, all those guys, the KSI, you know, all these guys, when they was literally making videos from their, like, from their bedroom, kicking balls around, they do crossbar challenges. That's that's what I started from. I started watching KSI. Started watching, no, not Logan Paul. Started watching all the YouTubers, the UK YouTubers, just kicking balls around. And I, I wanted to do that as well. I was like, shit, bro. Because I wanted to be a footballer, so I'm like, bro, I want to play as well. I want to kick the ball. So I started recording that, but I never actually posted. So I started posting, vid- instead of videos, I was posting pictures, you know, picture, uh, you know, compilations and that. Yeah, know, yeah. You know, on the, uh, you know, a song, like a beat. Because YouTube used to let you edit under the, uh, 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 before you post. You just go on YouTube and you add pictures, add pictures, and you pick a song, then you post. YouTube used to let you do that. I think they still do right now. Cause that, that's what I was doing, and I built it up, came back up. Ever since I was 13, I've been on social media, and now I'm like I'm 21 now, and uh, that's like nine, eight years on so I'm just observing all this constantly on social media, constantly on doing that, constantly posting, constantly you know consuming stuff, and it was it got bad for me in it because I got to the point where. Like, I wasn't living me no more. I was living someone else's life. I was living, like, you know, I was living this person's life. I was living this other person's life. And I was like, but I hate this, bro. Because every single time, even the shit I was wearing, like, like, I lost my style. I used to I used to dress nice, but I lost that because I was, you know, I wanted to be like that model right there, you know. I wanted to dress like that guy. I wanted to have a girlfriend like this guy. I wanted to do pranks like this guy. It was never like I want to do what I want to do. It was never, it was never like that. It was always I want to do him, this guy's methods, this guy's methods. And, I, and so I was living their life instead rather than my life. Then it got to the point where I was like, nah, fuck that, bro. And every single year, every single every single month, to be fair, I used to promise myself I'm going to take a week off. And I never did because I was, I, was, I was, you know, shit, I was trapped in there, bro, to the point where... I had to be there to feel like I'm alive. And it got worse last three months. And I was like, yo, this is bullshit, bro. 
And I was talking to myself, like, you know, I was always talking to myself. I'm like, yo, nah, this is getting, getting worse because I don't even like myself no more. This is like, uh, I'm making videos. But after I make a video, I post it out there. I want to see who else is doing better than me. I want to see who's doing what. I want to see which methods will work. I want to try new things, new thing. It's never like, what do I want to try? It's always like, I want to try that guy's thing, that guy's thing. And it just felt bad. And I, was, I didn't like who, who, who I was. I didn't even know who I was. I lost myself. And one book I read, I read this book from Patrick B. Davis. And, you know, five, your, your next 15 moves. I mean, is it 15 moves or five moves? Your next five moves by Patrick B. Davis, yeah? And the first chapter is like, who do you want to be? That's the first ever chapter of the book. And when I read that book, I was like, who do I want to be? Because I don't even know who I want to be at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy today. I'm that guy yesterday. I'm this guy probably tomorrow. I don't even know who I am today. I don't know, who would I be? Let me wake up and see the first video that comes up. Yeah, I'm going to be that guy. It, it was, then I decided, I was like, shit, who do I want to be? And I was like, okay, cool. The best way to find out who I want to be, I want to be by myself. And how do I that? is eliminate all the distractions and just focus on me. Yeah. And that's what I did, just got off there. So you so you felt you felt you felt trapped, you felt like you were just like looking at everybody else's lives. You didn't that's feel it. like yourself. That's um it. and it also it just made it, something it made me think then like the, this whole I've been seeing everybody posting photos of what, how they look now on being AI and I'm like the way the world's going it's going to get to a point where people don't want to be in their own skin they'd rather be an ai version of themselves because they look better looking or they think they look better looking that's they think it, they bro. look cool and that's that's a worrying way that the, the world's yeah. going bro it's stupid bro literally because like when you look back in the days bro like like ever since technology has been advancing which is a good thing i like it because now we can have this conversation about about traveling and stuff which is great but the way is, there's a positive and a negative, and the negative is out doing the positive right now. I agree. Because now to the point where you know when you like back in the days, but like yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, back in the days when obviously before we used to have a cameraman, and this camera, you call this cameraman, he comes he comes to your house with a big camera and take a picture of you and your family when you guys are going to church or you're doing nice things. Takes a picture goes out there in the, back in the lab and he prints it out and comes back and give it to you. And that, we used to have photo albums. You put your picture in your photo albums. You know, that's why if your grandma was to show a picture of you when you was a kid, bro, it's not on Instagram, it's in the album. Yeah, 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 old school. Old school, bro. And that was, that was happiness, bro. Like, look at you when you're young. Look at us. You know, it's sick, bro. It but is. then things, things got worse, bro. But now nobody... But who carries photo album today apart from me? I do as well, you know. Oh, got, yeah, I yeah, well. I've got, um, do you know what happened with me? It's sim- I I had Instagram. I had my whole life on my Instagram. And obviously That's I still, u- still use it to post shit now. Um, I mainly use it to, like, not even the memory side, obviously just to, to build to build attention for business. But I my Instagram got wiped out and I, I lost my account. And I thought, fuck, I've lost all my memories here. And then that, I made a decision then. I, I went, I'm going to get a photo book. So I've got like, I've got photo books of all my different seasons. I've worked in Mallorca, all my university years, different holidays. Like I want to fast forward to when I'm 80, 90 years old. I want to be chilling there with hundreds, hundreds of my chapters of my book. Because if That's Instagram it. goes, if you're listening to this now and all your memories are, in, are on Instagram, what happens if it goes and then you don't have That's them it. photos anymore? Like, That's it. 
So I, I, I really agree with you on that. That's it. Because now every single thing you do, it's on Instagram, it's on Snapchat memory, and anyone can literally take that. And what's one thing that you have in life? you got three things in life, right? One of them is your fingerprint. Your fingerprint, because no one can take that away from yourself. Yeah. And one of them is your signature. Cool. Yeah. And the last one is your story. And your story happens to be on Instagram and Snapchat. So these guys have the power to take away your story. And that's one of the unique ones you have. Because when you go up to like your 60, 75, and there's no Snapchat no more, what are you going to tell your kids? How, how was you when you were young, bro? You're not going to be like, oh, let me show you, man. You bring out your phone, there's no Snapchat in there. Yeah. But now if I was to go to my mom and be like, show me when I was young, mom. Bro, she'd be like, okay, sit down. She'll bring big, big, bro, this, that, bro. She'll go through it. She'll go through it. And be like, she'll bring it out. She'll be like, look. I'm like, this is sick. Love and it. that's what I do now. I just, you know. And that's what happens to social media. And it's getting even worse to the point where, like, nowadays, before before when people used to get, you know, before, you, before your mom and dad gets married, like, it's either they got introduced by a church member or they met in the church or they met by a family member, friends, all that sort of stuff. But now for you to get married, all you got to do is just download one app and keep swiping right and you'll Tinder. find it. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, bro. Tinder, social media, that's the new way people, that's the new way people meet people now. It's like going to exactly. be the new norm. But um, in terms of obviously, um, you've gone off social media now. Like how, how are you feeling now you come off social media? Bro, I feel great, bro. Literally, I feel like you you know them ones where you you know like you're not I'm not you know back in the like high school. Let's say when you was in high school, yeah, and you know when you had that PE and you had the uh, two bags on, you had your your books bag full of books and jacket, and you had uh, another bag with like your boots, uh, shorts, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Purse, and you carrying it around the whole school. And when you go home, you finally drop the bag and you feel like ah, you feel. You feel relieved again? That's the way I feel. I feel like I've dropped a big bag that I've been carrying for like eight years. Ooh. Now it's, it feels way, way better. I've dropped a lot of people's life that I was carrying with me. Uh, I dropped a lot of people's ideas, a lot of people's minds. And now I have only my mind, my book. And that's why I can think better. I can grow my business better. I can focus on just me. It does not like... There's no competing of trying to fight a battle that I don't even know who I'm fighting with. And it's like, it's just me now and I feel relieved. I'm just chilling. Love it, man. And mate, Baraka, mate, it's, it's, it's fucking class. You're 21 years old, mate. You've got an office in Manny. You've just, you've built up a team of nine people. You're, you're a true entrepreneur, absolute hustler. Yes, like, we'll have to do another, another podcast where we actually talk about your marketing, your marketing agency that you bro, built to, built to nine cool. already. And I'm fucking buzzing. Next time we have you on the podcast, bro, mate, you're going to have a fucking empire by that point, mate. But before we leave, I've got one final question for you. Obviously cool. this podcast is called freedom lifestyle. What does freedom lifestyle mean to you, Baraka? Freedom lifestyle. I think what freedom really is to me, what it means to me is, is to be able to make a, any decision and not have someone control that and have, uh, you know, like, like if I was to say, like, uh, you know, let's say if you were to travel somewhere, you have to go through all these sort of things, all this bullshit, all this COVID uh, vaccine, all this. I, I don't see that as freedom. You know, I want to be able to make a decision and be like, yes, we're doing this, we're doing this. It's like, uh, you know, it's like back in the days, in it, where if someone was to decide to, like, do something with a kid, it's like, yes, we're going to the park. Yes, we're going to the park. Let's go. 
and that's the freedom that that's what freedom really means to me and i like a free mind you know thinking you know like a like a fish i think fish are more free you know a fish in the in the fish tank is let is not that free i want to be a fish in the ocean you know i can i can i can go anywhere i can grow as big as i want i can do whatever uh, i'm in control if i'm going to go to the danger or not you know yeah, something yeah. like that I don't want to be it, in a fish tank because if I want to grow, I can't grow that big in a fish tank. Shit, I have unlimited amount of space. But in the ocean, oh, I can become a shark if I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, love that. Free as That's fuck, man. Free as fuck. Um, absolutely it. love that. I've, I've absolutely loved this podcast. I'll put your social medias uh, in the description, well, but obviously you're not active on it at the moment. But when we get you mm-hmm. back on the podcast, bro, you'll be coming back on social media and you're going to be a that, different bro. human being on bro. that social media platform. Maraca, it's been a pleasure. Hope Freedom Lifestyle <laughs> listeners, you've all fucking enjoyed this podcast. I'm very grateful bro, for you it. hopping on. Any last words before we, uh, we, we, uh, we leave the podcast? Yeah, I want to say, whoever's watching this, I, I just want you to say, I just want to say, like, you know, you got one life, bro. Let's say if you die right now, you'll be the only person that died. So don't live over people's lives because if you die, they're still alive. So live your life today, today, because tomorrow does not exist. Yesterday is gone, does not exist no more. So today exists, and what you want to do is live your life today, not tomorrow. No, you know, because people do like, oh, what then I'll be happy. Oh, and then I'll be happy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Only if I got this, only if I got this. Oh, actually, 1st of January, I'll be happy. No, bro, today, because 1st of January does not exist because you might not even meet there. Yeah. Some people are gone like today. People are dying today. People are going to die tomorrow. Uh, even, even though it's sad to say, it's real life. It's real life, you know yeah. I mean? Reality. So that's it. Live your life, man. Live your life. Powerful. Amazing, right? Freedom Lifestyle, go out there and have a fucking class day. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Lifestyle podcast. Myself and Jacob run a free community on WhatsApp with over 200 entrepreneurial lads in their 20s, escaping the rat race without doing it alone, feeling overwhelmed and burning out. I don't know whether you want to scroll down now, click the Freedom Lifestyle community link, take a short quiz in under two minutes to join for free. I can't wait to see you in there.